welcome to the Weight Love Podcast. My name is Chris Denner. I've been asked to appear today to talk to you about the self-portraits that I've been creating during this horrible lockdown period. Like most of you photographers and creatives out there, some days I don't know if I need a hug or if I just need to get hit by a car. It's a time of utter anxiety. It's horrible out there. But one of the things that I've been doing to take back control is a series of self-portraits. Self-portraits is easy and it's very creatively fulfilling for me. It's easy because I live by myself, it's easy because I can just look around the house and I can express myself through my hobbies, interests and the kit and pieces that are in the house. Sometimes some of the ideas are inspired by music, sometimes some of the ideas are inspired by mood, sometimes they're inspired by something I've got on the side piece of the, um, of the living room and I'm just like, hey, that's a cool idea, let's use that. This is the thing with the self-portraits. It's really empowering, it's really exciting, and it's really interesting for me as a creative to be coming out of my comfort zone, taking back creative control and doing something fantastic. So, hey, have a listen to the podcast. Hope you enjoy it, guys. There's no video, is right, Con? No, there's no video. <laughs> I would have worn a better T-shirt. <laughs> All right, Chris Denner, thank you so much for carving time out of your day. I guess you're super busy out and about in England there, running around the house Crazy. constantly. Crazy. It's, uh, I just, there's just not enough hours in the day, Cole. Just not enough hours in the day. I haven't slept in days. Just too busy, too busy doing stuff. <laughs> so you're, you're based in England, and before we press record here, you said that basically by by law it's uh expected that people are not out of their house for more than an hour a day right now is that right yeah that's right uh, about six weeks ago um lockdown was announced i don't know if that's the same for other countries but essentially we're not allowed to leave the house uh for more than an hour a day uh that hour a day is exercise walking going to the shop you're only allowed to leave for like essential services so that's like you know if you need to go to the gp if you need to go to the pharmacist or you need to go to the shop and even then it's like you you need to go to the shop to buy food you can't go to the shop and buy mascara or not that i buy mascara because i'm beautiful enough <laughs> yeah so so it's crazy anyway so look man you're an english photographer we've known each other for a couple of years now yeah. um we've traveled to some fun places um but maybe you can just kind of introduce introduce yourself and give kind of the elevator pitch about who you are and what you do uh okay so i'm chris Dano. um i've been a photographer for sort of 22 years now since i was about since i graduated when i was about 20 20 years old uh, my career has spanned a lot of things um i spent my 20s uh, working mostly as a commercial photographer. And when I say the word commercial, it was generally employed through studios, through other photographers, carrying bags, assisting on shoots. That's how I kind of got my break started. Um, then worked in studios. So whatever jobs the client, uh, the owner would book in, we would then shoot. Um, and then I did that. And then I started working uh, with a lot of bands as well in my sort of spare time shooting you know, band photography for local local scene bands and then in my early 30s really sort of started to try and grow up a bit and uh, wanted a mortgage wanted some stability and so I've been shooting weddings on the side a little bit because I enjoyed them like it's my early 30s a lot of my friends were getting married um, and I was sort of looking at the photography that they were sort of having and what was in the market and there seems to be a gap something 
that I, I, I sort of could do. So, yeah, and it just kind of took off, and I'm just really, really enjoying it. Yeah, it's pretty lucky, really. <laughs> at the at the workshops that we've kind of hung out at, like what kind of jumped out at me is is your longevity. I mean, to be a photographer for that long is insane to me. Um, and yeah, especially especially within weddings. I mean, you're 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 pretty established over there now, um, but you do it in kind of a quiet way. I mean, you're not the loudest voice on the on the internet, and you're not in all the forums and things like that. So you're kind of quietly having a nice nice run at the wedding photography game. What do you think's kind of like attributed to being able to to be in the game for as long as you have? Uh, being stubborn, uh, being stubborn, and also it plays into what you said about like the the wedding community, particularly the way up north community and the communities, the other communities that are other communities are available, uh, particularly in the UK. They're all brilliant. They're all amazing, and they all support each other. The community is fantastic. However. Um, my worry has always been that it can be a little bit of an echo chamber. Um, uh, so I've, I've kind of like dipped in and out. Like you said, I've been a, a quiet voice in it, which is cool, but equally my route to market isn't through those communities. Being a member of those communities is beneficial to me as an artist and as an individual and as a person. That's awesome. That's absolutely brilliant. But that's not my route to market. My route to market is, um, being the best photographer I can be and trying to understand what my clients want and who my clients are. So yeah, the other thing is I, I don't really bother entering awards anymore either. So that's probably why people, people be like, Christiana, who's Christiana? But I don't know who that guy is. That's cool. <laughs> don't worry. I don't know who you are either. Well, we're going to like, kind of like do a little bit of a dive into the, your wedding photography business, but I guess like eventually in this conversation, what I want to get to, and the reason why I wanted to talk to you was about this amazing self-portrait series that you've done. <laughs> so, so we'll get there. And so if people yeah, are listening, yeah, like, cool. like, why are we, why are we talking? Like, that's where we're going to get to. But before we get there, like, um, with your, with your wedding photography business, like you're a pretty charismatic dude i mean the times that we've hung out you're a charismatic guy you can talk about anything and you're kind of got a striking look um yeah a lot of tattoos and things like that so like you're kind of a, a character really and a, an appealing one a likable guy um but with your wedding photography business you go behind a different name you don't use your name you use artists no no so like so i wonder why that is um well the, the honest answer is when i started the wedding industry i was doing other work like my more commercial work so i was working with bands uh doing commercial photography and i didn't want a crossover so to me even i'm not an entrepreneur i'd never said i'm barely a businessman if i'm honest i'm barely a business owner that that really <laughs> doesn't really interest me and i know there's loads of people out there that like to be a photographer now you've got to be an entrepreneur you've got to be this you've got to be that you've got that's cool that's great if people want to do that that's just not really me um so even I, as a very limited business background, was like, you know what, I need to differentiate between what the two are because you don't, uh, you know, if I've got someone looking to book me for a commercial job, I don't really want them seeing a bunch of wedding photos and vice versa. You know, like wedding photography to me that I've learned over the years is, is possibly the most challenging form of photography out there as someone that has a, had a crack and a career of most photography. Like wedding photography is like, you know, like skin of your teeth on the edge of your seat. Sometimes you've barely got a second to think, even react. And it's so challenging. But when I started the wedding photography, you have to understand 10, 12 years ago, the industry was very different, very, very different. It was very staged, very stiff, very formal. 
and there are still, you know, traditional practitioners out there. God, God bless them. You know, makes my work look amazing. Brilliant. With your wedding photography business, like what's what's the biggest fuck up so far for you? Like oh. what's been what's been your your crowning achievement in terms of a big mistake that you kind of like <laughs> you learned the hard way from? Oh, everything. Pretty, pretty much every like my friends all joke that there's a right way of doing something and a wrong way of doing something and then there's the dinner way which is the wrong way it's the wrong way but it takes twice as long so like i i had a, a really big uh, crossover period between my commercial work and my wedding work and i had premises in leicester i had a studio i was paying nearly a thousand pounds a month for a studio just to sit a computer in and just work in that was dumb that was so stupid so you're just throwing money away um oh god just just following trends that was a really stupid thing that i did in my early 30s just and everyone does it everyone does it you're just like oh cool this is the hot thing this is the hot thing and it's just like not listening to my inner voice that was really stupid as well um like not shooting the work that i enjoyed like for me when i started in the wedding photography it was very much like oh yeah it's got to be super traditional but like my work with the bands and the fashion work was super creative and really edgy. And it took me a while to go, you know what, I can actually put the two together and become artisan, which is where I am now. Um, when I started trading with, with the wedding industry, I was trading under this really chintzy name, Your Perfect Day. I mean, that's just dreadful. So that, so basically what you're saying is that was your biggest mistake, using that as your, oh, your business name. <laughs> oh my God, I could give you a top 100. That's just so chintzy. It's so chintzy. And for years I wanted to change it, but everyone tried to talk me out of it. Went, oh my God, you've established this brand and brand, 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 brand. And it was only last year that I actually had the nerve to, to rebrand as Artisan X. And you know what? You know, sales are gone through. Also, yeah, the other thing, like pricing. Pricing, like I was super cheap for a long, long time. I was, you know, my average booking was 13, 1400 pounds. And I used to argue with my friends and like, there's a fellow photographer and a very dear friend of mine, Latso. He's an awesome dude. And he would be like, mate, you are so cheap. You're so cheap. And I'd be like, no, 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 I need the bookings. I need the bookings. Rah, 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 rah. Like imposter syndrome, I guess. And then last year, when I changed the brand, when I changed to Artisan X, I put all my prices up by 400 pounds. And you know what? I got more bookings. Mm, uh, last smart. year, I put my, put my prices up again. I got more bookings. So I've got the same amount of money coming in. I'm shooting less. Well, I'm shooting way less now. Thanks, COVID. But <laughs> yeah, just, just, I mean, just not having faith. And I guess the thing I regret, if I'm going to be honest, and this is not a big, big up to you guys at all, is I didn't get involved in the community early enough. I let my own prejudice about, oh God, everyone's a plagiarist. Everyone just like is you know, uh, bigging each other up and it's an echo chamber. And yes, communities can be that way, but they're also super helpful and they're super um, educational. And people can learn loads from them. I guess that's my biggest, yes, yeah, my biggest thing. I isolated myself being stubborn and stupid. Another another uh, layer to who you are is uh, is your music background. Uh, <laughs> I, 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 again, we're leading up to the self-portraits things, but I yeah. think, you know, we would be remiss to not talk about that because uh, the last time we hung out, you were telling me about, you know, you as a songwriter and it kind of blew me away. Like that, like that is, uh, that's definitely uh, a talent that you have. So why don't you like kind of like bridge between where songwriting and photography kind of connect for you? Well, it's all creativity. Um, it touches back to that subject I touched on earlier, which is like, when I speak to some photographers now, especially if they're emerging in the industry, they're like, right, 
I'm a photographer. I'm an entrepreneur. I'm a business owner. I'm an operator. I do this. I do secondary revenue. I do income streams. And I'm like, okay, that's all groovy. I'm a creative. So I write, I draw, I write music. Um, I do photography. And the weird thing is, like, for me, my 20s, I was playing actively in bands and gigging and touring and having, like, the time of my life. It was brilliant. And then in my 30s, when I started growing up a little bit, um, I was like, yeah, i got to kind of stop that stuff now because it's not really going anywhere. And, wow, the photography is taking off and I'm actually making money and I can have more in my pocket than just paying the rent and having a few leftovers for the takeaway and some beer. Um, so I, you know, I've always played music. I've always loved music. It's my first love as a songwriter. I, I just, it just comes naturally sitting there writing the guitar. It's like a form of therapy for me and I love it. But the weird thing is beginning part of the year, I'd sort of thought to myself, um, but the photography for me is now just a means to an end. It's just like a revenue stream. It's how I make money. Um, and you know what? This lockdown thing has taught me that I was so wrong because during lockdown, I've picked up my camera. I've started these self-portraits. I've been far more engaged with my photography than I ever have than I have been over the last six weeks with my songwriting. Don't get me wrong. I've wrote a bunch of pop classics that are bound to be number one all over the globe soon. But I've also, you know, just picked up my camera for the first time. I mean, in my early 30s, I used to um, exhibit. I used to create art under a pseudonym. Uh, and and exhibit them and I did like four collections which I exhibited um under the pseudonym of Jericho One. And they were just like fun photography projects, artwork, and I exhibited them in Leicester, exhibited them in London, sold a bunch to Rich Mix Gallery in London. So my work is still hanging in a gallery in London. That's pretty groovy. I got paid a lot for that. Um and but then I kind of stopped as the photography was taking as as I was doing more and more of the self-employed photography, like the, the wedding stuff and the realities of running a business day to day, I think I just kind of took photography for granted, fell out of love with it, replaced it with music. Um, and the thing is with music as well, it's a communal effort a lot of the time. I, I really like playing in bands. And if I'm not playing in a band, I don't really do a lot. Um, I do have a habit of jumping from band to band. Like, uh, maybe that's a pretty good segue then, and we can get to the self-portrait thing. Um, so to kind of preface this, we messaged each other on Instagram, just a couple casual things, and then you dropped a crazy self-portrait. <laughs> and I was thinking to myself, like, has this guy gone fucking crazy? Because, you know, like, you know, the times that I've gotten to know you, like, let's put it this way. You, you have your entire body covered in tattoos, but you seem kind of conservative about it. I didn't even know <laughs> that you had that much tattoos until um, we did it like a, a spa thing. And I was like, my God, <laughs> this guy's hardcore. So I was thinking about that. And I was thinking about how like you do kind of have a reserve side to you, even though you're this outgoing, charismatic guy. And I wouldn't have called called you to start doing a self-portrait project. It takes kind of a to me, in my opinion, it takes a, a special individual to do that. Sure as hell wouldn't be me. I, like, I, there's no way I could do it. So when I when you showed me the pictures on Instagram, I was like, wow, this is pretty cool because you are a songwriter and you're a creative, and for all I know, you're a great painter. So you could have been in this self isolation, um, doing a lot of different creative things, but you chose to do self portraits. So why? Why did you choose that? I think because. It, it was actually a revelation to me, like I said earlier, because I just thought lockdown, here we go. You know, I'm going to be in the house a lot. So great. I mean, with my new band, I'm, you know, we're in the studio at the minute recording an album and I've wrote all the songs. I was like, you know what? I can just write a bunch of new harmonies, rework a few things. 
But then I started getting my notebook out and I was just started sketching ideas, drawing ideas. I was like, hey, this could be cool. And then I was updating my website and I was like, oh, my profile picture on the website looks terrible. So I'm just going to shoot a new one. And I was like, oh, what would be a creative way to shoot that during lockdown? So I did a portrait um, and I was like, hey, I really enjoyed doing that. It was like an hour of my time, set it up, set my light. Like I like using off camera flash. So that was fun and a challenge. And, and then I did one and I was really happy with the results. And then I was like, hey, you know what? But on Instagram, people loved it because people could see my house and revealed a bit more of my personality. So I was like, hey, that's cool. Oh, maybe people want to learn a little bit more about me. So I did two more portraits, one about the tattoos like you spoke about, and one about my love of music, so one with my favorite guitar. And again, put them on Instagram. People loved it. And I was like, cool, this, you know, during lockdown, this is a really good way to like reach out to people. And also I'm just really enjoying um, doing these portraits. I mean, I'm in the house. I haven't really got access to much. So you're sort of you end up going through the cupboards like, oh, my God, what have I got? What have I got? What have I got? What can I do? Oh, I've got this. Right. What can I do with this? OK, well, you can do this. Blah, 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 blah. It's like really creative. How would you like how would you describe this series overall? Like if, if someone hasn't isn't looking at these and, you know, you need to describe them, how would you describe Self, them? Self-indulgent. Yeah, <laughs> amazingly self-indulgent because the, the theme was like what's important well, can, to me? can you do a self-portrait without being self-indulgent no, like because I, I don't, I don't know so. a majority of my self-portraits i've got my top off though so like you know narcissistic self-indulgence i don't know <laughs> but it's it, it's like so the, the idea evolved from like things i'm into so like tattoos guitars um and then things i've got around the house i'm like really into fitness and training so cool we'll do a fitness and training photo um, really into boxing. Cool. Do a boxing photo. Uh, really into reading and drawing. So cool. So um, we'll do a photo with that. And it was really good fun. And I actually ended up sort of like chatting to my neighbor a lot about it. A guy who lives next door and he's a, he's a hunter. So he goes out to farms, uh, pest control, like killing animals at night, like badgers, foxes, blah, 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 blah. And through him, you know, got, got access to some like gunpowder and different things. <laughs> and all of a sudden you're like, wow, I've got a bunch of gunpowder, some smoke bombs. What can I do with this creative idea? And it just kind of like, you know, steamrolled. It was really good fun. Um, Songwriters sometimes uh, kind of refer to writing a song as like, as you're channeling. You're like yeah. kind of, do you feel like you're sort of like yeah, channeling yeah. something with these? Yeah, definitely. I think like I know from my experience of writing songs, I mean, I've wrote like numerous songs over my career, numerous albums, and sometimes they just don't work. You've got this great idea and you're just like, bam, like brick wall, just not there. And then sometimes 20 minutes and you've wrote this classic, you're just like, my God, that was so easy. And it is, it's like that your blood feels on fire. And I got that exact same feeling with these ideas where I'm like, cool, right, well, what can I do? Well, I've got a book and I've got some gunpowder. I've got some smoke pellets. Okay, cool. Well, what I'll do? Ah, right. So how can I light that? And how can I tell this story? How can I use those things? And we ended up, I don't know if I sent you the photo, but I ended up blowing up an old book. <laughs> I'm, I'm actually looking at that photo right now. And what I, what I, it's the one of the few with your, your shirt on, but it's, pretty, I know. <laughs> it's, it's an incredible photo though. And, and I mean, most of the photos when I'm looking at them, they, they're kind of, they are art and you just happen to be in them. So. Yeah. It's well, I am I am artisan X, and <laughs> why not? That's a nice dovetail, isn't it? I think it's just again, it was like what's around me. How can I? Uh, what and it's also about like creatively taking control of my life. You know, sat in the house with nothing to do, days on end. So what I try and do is try and shoot an idea around about ten, eleven, 
spend a couple of ideas evolving the idea, shoot it, and then artwork it in the afternoon. It's part of being productive. And the other thing, you know, I'm learning new skills. It's it's really tough doing everything by yourself. And yeah, it's good. It's good fun. I'm enjoying it. How are you gonna how are you gonna like transition this back to reality once you're <laughs> you're allowed out of the house? I'm not, I'm not, I'm just gonna go out and I'm just I'm just not gonna change. I'm just gonna go out like Gene Simmons constantly in face paint and uh, you know, with with no top on. I don't know. I think, I mean, I know for me, what I will do is I will continue to shoot these ideas and I will get something printed um, through the uh, through the art publisher that I use to publish my wedding books. And just as something to sit on my shelf, and I can look back on this period in three years' time and I'm like, oh my God, remember when COVID happened and like we were all just stuck in the house and miserable and we're all drinking too much and we're all riddled with anxiety. I can pull this really nice book out and be like, hey, I had my top off a lot and I was setting fire to things. Um you know, I'm, I'm probably never going to have kids, but I'd like to think that, like, you know, if I ever had kids, that would be a cool thing to hand down to them where they turn around and go, well, what did you do during COVID? I said fire to things and ran around with no clothes on. <laughs> so, like, to me, you, you're, you like, the, the definition of a creative, and I think we've kind of <laughs> established that by now. I mean, you create things and you're, you're an artist. When did you kind of settle into that or become comfortable with the, the fact that that is – the, the path that your your life is going down because I'd imagine a lot of people are like feeling that urge to create as well and and perhaps they look at themselves as an artist but it's like well no 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 I gotta get a job I gotta I gotta become an accountant or something and, the, and they're kind of pulled away from doing what they want to do whereas you are just like yeah this is me this is my this is my life so like when when did you get to the point where you're you're comfortable with being a creative um that's a really great question like because i've never seen my life any other way so for example like when i was like when i went to school i hated it there's people i speak to majority of people they loved school they really fitted in i didn't fit in i hated it i really struggled um and i couldn't explain why i struggled i just hated it i just wasn't for me maths science anything like that i was just like oh god this isn't for me but put a pen in my hand um, and let me draw, let me create. That just felt like magic. And I was just really lucky um, that things worked out for me. It was just like there was not one thing that led me here. It was a thousand really lucky little breaks. And especially like when I was young as well. So I was like really into music. So, you know, I was really into like punk rock. I still am really into punk rock. And it's the whole DIY do it yourself ethic was cool. Don't know how to play guitar? Don't worry about it. Get in a band anyway and play. Don't know how to sing? You don't need to sing. Just just grab a microphone and start singing. Um, and that's kind of what I did. So I was playing in bands from like a very, very young age. Terrible bands, I hasten to add. Um, and then you just, you know, I often say to everybody, creativity is its own reward. I mean, I would have created these series of portraits um, just for me, just for something to do, just to share on Instagram or just just for me. Um well, that's, an, that's an amazing that's an amazing way to look at things like you you're just doing it for you and and i guess for people who are hiring you they're hiring you with the understanding perhaps that you create for you and they just happen to, to be the, the benefactor yeah. of, of that well it's something i do actually say to my clients so i sort of when i when i because the way i like to meet clients is i like to do a face-to-face meeting so i don't really spend a lot of time on um chasing algorithms on instagram and facebook ads and google's seos i try not to get too much into that it's like a rabbit hole but what i do is i put a lot of time and energy into wedding shows wedding shows where people brides and grooms rock up and they see you and they meet you see your portfolio 
And they see me dressed there with, you know, cowboy hat, Motley Crue t-shirt, covered in tattoos, big silly smile. And they're like, oh, cool. Well, this guy's different. They see my work. They chat to me. And the one thing I say to them is, look, you know, you have to understand, you know, when you book me for your wedding, 95% of the ideas that we'll do on the day, they're for you. But there's a 5% of your wedding day. That's, that's for me. That's for me to try new things. That's for me to experiment. And you've got to be down with that. You've got to be like on board that we're going to try things. And it's, it is interesting, particularly in this industry. I've never known an industry where like, I love clients come to me and go, oh, we've seen this on Instagram or Pinterest. Can we have this? Um, and I get every photographer must get that. And that's cool. But I say, you know what? Well, you can't have this because this is someone else's photo. But let's work out your version of it. Um, let's work out your story. And, you know, straight away, your clients have just got big silly smiles on their faces. The eyes light up. They're just like, cool, this is a really good connection. So, yeah, selling the value into the client, particularly for your work, is really, really important. Otherwise, you're just going to be another name on the list. Absolutely. You're preaching, man. I like your style. <laughs> Thank you. Well, look, let's um, let's wind it down. Uh, wind it down here. If someone's going to like listen to this, um, and now are they're curious about the the photos, where where should they go and uh, track them down? Well, the first, uh, follow me on Instagram. Uh, is the big thing uh, artisan dot photography so it's a r t i s a n dot photography yeah follow me on instagram and if people have got questions just drop me a just drop me a dm like you know i'll try happily chat to anybody like i've taken on like some mentoring roles lately for photographers just that people people i mean they find out i've been in the game as long as they have like people from the last time we hung out like I've had three photographers from that workshop just come back to me and say, hey, I've got a question. I've got a sticky situation here. Can you offer some advice? I'm like, yeah, of course I can. So if anybody's got any advice, just DM me. Um, the other thing I'm thinking of doing as well moving forward with this project is um, an accountability project where if anybody fancies doing a project like this themselves, cool, DM me, and then I'll hold you accountable, and I'll check in with you in a week's time to see what you've shot. If anybody wants any help or support during this period, don't be shy. Just get in touch. I mean, God, we're all well, in this together. I, I hope people have listened to this point in the conversation and actually hear that and actually take advantage of it because um, not to blow, you know, not to blow smoke up your ass, but you are one of the more talented dudes who I've uh, who I've been able to to hang out with at these workshops and things like that. And you know what you're talking about. So, people, contact this guy. He's a smart. <laughs> mother, he's a smart motherfucker. <laughs> thank you, Carl Roberts. <laughs> All right, let's stop it there, man. But uh, thank you so much for taking the time to do this and uh, say hello to your dog. Hello, Indy. Because <laughs> I, I guess that's who you're talking to a lot these days. <laughs> yeah, she doesn't talk back. Bless her. It's a good Cheers, hey, man. man. Thanks a lot for doing this. No problem. Take care, dude. Bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> foundation is harder than ever il maquillage makes it easy to find your perfect match online no store required with 50 shades of flawless coverage and over 60,000 five-star reviews the hype is real their online quiz uses ai to find your ideal shade in seconds and with try before you buy you can try your full-size shade at home free for 14 days 
Take the quiz at ilmakiash.com slash quiz. I-L-M-A-K-I-A-G-E dot com slash quiz.